Welcome to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode six. This is October. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series. The Sixers are giving me seasonal depression. The Utah Jazz never got the memo that they should tank and lose games. The Lakers make me sad. The NBA is back. October is the greatest time of the year. Let's go. There's so much to talk about, and I couldn't be happier to do it. How's everybody doing? I am riding an all-time high. Uh, the Phillies, I couldn't record this earlier today because I had to watch the Phillies game and I was nervous as can be and nervous throughout and what a way to end it. What a way to end it. Let's start with that. Let's start with the Phillies. This team is ridiculous. This team makes no sense. <laughs> what? They just got on a heater at the right time and that's the name of the game. We were, I was talking about it with some buddies right before the playoffs started and Realistically, I think baseball and hockey are the only two sports that if you get into the playoffs, it doesn't matter what seed you are. If you get hot at the right time, that is all that matters, and that's exactly what the Phillies have done. Football, different. Basketball, different. Baseball is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And the the fact that postseason baseball is back in Philadelphia, period, was unbelievable. To give the St. Louis Cardinals a run for their money and knock them out, that was unbelievable. To beat the Atlanta Braves, who Phillies struggled with all season long, was unbelievable. And the way that they went about knocking off the Padres was simply unbelievable. This game was incredible. Rice Harper with just the most clutch moment of his entire career. And honestly, regardless of what happens in the World Series, that Bryce Harper absolutely cemented himself as a Philly all-time legend. And that home run he hit in the eighth inning will forever be remembered. That was unbelievable. Truly amazing. Reese Hoskins as well. Shout out, Reese. Dude can't catch a ball, which I'm worried about, and hopefully that doesn't come and affect things in the World Series, but we're not focusing on the negative right now. Reese woke up and just smoked the ball, and it is awesome. Zach Wheeler pitched an absolute gem today. The World Series bound. You got Miles Teller on the field playing the piano next to Tom Cruise lookalike. You got Jason Kelsey walking through the concourse, getting everybody hyped. This Phillies team, man, you could tell Bryce Harper, too, was talking about it with another buddy right when the game ended. Like, he is locked in. He's got that Mamba mentality. He even said it in his post-game interview. Like, no emotions. Like, we've got a goal, and that's what's going to happen. And it's unbelievable. That home run was incredible. Man, this freaking team. So fun. Back in the World Series for the first time since 2009, uh, I was a senior in high school, actually. <laughs> pretty pretty fun to uh, look back on and think about. It was pretty wild. Also, this has been floating around, and it's kind of funny, but also a little scary. We've been hearing about a recession maybe looming for the last while. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the stat, but apparently every time the Phillies win a World Series, uh, the recession follows the following year, dating back to 2008 when 2009 happened so that's super fun but now all said and done just this Phillies team's amazing also if somebody wants to look this up I'm not going to look it up because I just thought about it the Phillies have to be one of very few if not the only team to fire their manager what 60 games midway into the season and end up making it to the World Series somebody look that up because I'm curious the stat I'm not going to do it I just thought of it but Anyway, amazing. Looking to go to a couple World Series games if possible. Might even be out in, uh, knock on wood, might be in Houston. 
I would love if New York could come back. I think the Phillies have a much better chance against the Yankees. But honestly, if they keep hitting the ball like this, it won't matter. So bring on whoever. Let's dive into basketball and let's talk about a team that I am so overwhelmingly disappointed with. That being the Philadelphia 76ers. What a bummer way to start the season. 0-3 with the worst loss coming just the other night to the San Antonio Spurs. This team has no effort, has no energy, has no heart, and it's really concerning given this is the start of the season. We're not deep into the play like this we're not deep into playing. We're not deep into the season. It's the first three games of the season and they've looked flat every single game. Apparently, P.J. Tucker lit up the team in the locker room after the loss to the Spurs, and good on him, because I'm sure he's looking at this like, what the hell did I sign up for? What a nightmare. Embiid had a nice bounce-back game against San Antonio. Dude dropped like 40. That's great. But watching him play the first two games, and not just him. I'm not singling him out. The whole team. Everything. Defense sucks. Coaching sucks, and we'll talk about that in a sec. Offense looks okay, but the bench, this is this is something I'm really, really worried about. We talked about this all coming into the season. It was the all talk, this is why everybody's been so high on Philly, is because of the depth. Everybody was looked at this team last year and thought, okay, they don't have a bench. We, we made all those changes. We brought in guys to make the bench better. I tweeted something out the first game of the season watching the game against the Celtics. I'm like, wow, I love our second unit, and it feels weird to say as a Sixers fan. What happened? What happened? They're terrible. I don't know. I'm trying not to overreact. It's three games in, but I'm not going to lie. The first two games, I'm like, okay, we play Boston, who just went to the NBA Finals. I get it. We lose on the road. Okay, whatever, first game. Second game, Milwaukee, okay? Milwaukee's good, they're banged up, but they're still a good team. Whatever. First two games. Not not we're not writing the season off. I thought, great, we're gonna turn the ship around. Let's get an easy little win against San Antonio. Who's trying to lose? And we're gonna talk about another team in a second who's trying to lose, and they're winning games. And they won. Zero, I, I don't know. I don't know. If you don't want to point the finger at Doc Rivers, you don't have to. But you have to point the finger at somebody. If for no other reason than getting this team to show up and fired up and play out of the gate. It's the start of the season. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. They look flat. They just, I don't know, watching them play just bums me out. There's no excitement. And that sucks because the Eagles are full of excitement. The Phillies clearly full of excitement. I hate them, but the Flyers are exciting. You want to even talk about soccer. The Union are awesome. It's like, what? Uh, come on, man. Come on. And I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. A lot of people are pointing at Doc. Whatever. Maybe that's justified. But something needs to click. And I'm not sure what that is, but something needs to click and something needs to click soon because it's a total bummer. The next three games, Philly's got the Pacers coming up at home. You should win that game. And then you've got two games in Toronto. I'm predicting a win against Indy. And I think we split in Toronto. Would love to be proven wrong, but I think that's what happens. If you if you want to look at a little silver lining, it's James Harden. He looks really nice. He, he looks like he looks like uh, he's he's actually healthy and worked on his game. He looks really nice. His mid range game is just butter, absolute butter. 
The pick and roll with him and Embiid looks deadly. Why not run that every single time down the floor? I'm not a coach, but it seems to be working, so maybe do it more. I don't know. I've talked about this before as well, and, and heaven forbid we have to have an episode where we talk about uh, a new coach being brought into Philly, and maybe that actually happens. Who knows? Heaven forbid we have to talk about it. But I will say this. I've said it on a past podcast. I think Sam Cassell would do an amazing job. I really do. This was told to me two seasons ago by an NBA executive during warm-ups of a playoff game that Sam Cassell would have already been a head coach, but the only knock on him is that he's too much of a player's coach, meaning he's too buddy-buddy with them. Now, pros and cons, whatever with that. I think he would be amazing, and I don't know. If, if that's what this is going to take to kind of light a fire under this team, then maybe you do it. I don't know. I don't know what else needs to happen for that to happen. I have no clue. But something needs to happen with this team and something needs to happen fast because it's uninspired basketball. It is 0% fun to watch. And honestly, it's a bummer for the city of Philadelphia again because of how everything's going. So get it together. I think they will against Indy and uh, hopefully they can start to get on a little roll here. Again, we're three games into the season. Like uh, People need to relax a little bit, but that San Antonio game kind of pushed me over the edge because I'm like, what is going on? That is a winnable game against a team who Popovich literally before the season says, hey, we're not going to win games. <laughs> Write us off. We're not going to make the playoffs. We're not going to the finals. Like, that's Pop. He's funny. But it's like, come on. They're trying to lose games. You've got to win that game, especially at home. Now, speaking of early in the season, probably the funnest and most surprising story of the season so far, and that is the Utah Jazz. What in the hell is going on out here in Utah? Again, it's early. It's early. We're, the Jazz are what? Two games in. They're playing their third game right now as I record this against the Pelicans. Just went into overtime. That went into overtime. This team, the Utah Jazz put together to lose games, plays with so much heart. They play so unbelievably hard. The roster is hilarious. It doesn't really make sense. But they're fun. They're fun to watch. I don't know what's going on. I, a lot of my Jazz fans' friends are totally split because it's like, wait a minute. We want players who are better than Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, right? That's the whole point of blowing it up and getting rid of those guys. You don't want to draft guys and sign guys who are just as good as them. You want players that are better than them because you couldn't get over the hump with them. So what's going on? Again, it's early, but I can't believe it. Lori Markkinen looks like a better version of what we saw Porzingis in New York as. Again, three games in, so take it for what it's worth. He looks amazing. This is the best basketball ball he's ever played in his entire career. Date back to college, him at Arizona. Like, far and away, this is it. Colin Sexton is so fun to watch. I think the play that we'll come back to over and over and over this season was opening night against the Nuggets, at least opening night in Utah. When game's on the line, the young bull himself, Colin Sexton, gets the ball at the top of the key, starts rubbing his foot back like a bull does, and attacks the hoop right past Jokic, his sorry-ass defender, and lays it in. It's amazing. This team is so fun to watch. I don't even know. I don't know what's going on, but it is, it's fun basketball to watch. If I'm a Jazz fan, I personally am completely torn because, like I said, the goal is to get players better than Mitchell and better than Rudy Gobert. So my fear is that they get stuck in no man's land. 
They're not going to be, clearly this team is not bad enough to get a lottery pick. Absolutely not. But this team is not good enough to make the play in. I mean, knock on wood, because maybe they are. <laughs> if they keep playing like this, they are. Uh, it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy, and these, these players are fun, fun, fun to watch. I'm fascinated to see what they do. I don't know what is going to happen. Are they giving this team, these fans, false hope? Maybe. I've got a, a one of my best friends, Skitty, keeps saying over and over, he's like, look, this team could win three games all year, but this team is fun. And they are. I can't argue that. They are really fun to watch. The only negative thing is those hideous highlighter yellow jerseys that they're wearing um, against the Pelicans. Goodness gracious, they are awful. But I think they're going to wear their purple throwback jerseys more often than not, and that's a big win. So shout out the Jazz. It is fun, fun basketball to watch. Again, I'm looking at it from a – I live in Utah, so it's fun, and I watch every game. But I'm looking at it from an outsider perspective as far as a fan goes, and I don't know what's going on. I really don't. So this team's long. They're athletic. They're young. And they play hard. They play so hard. They're coached by a really young coach. I just They have no expectations, and they're just flying all over the place. You got even Jordan Clarkson out there making defensive plays. Crazy. Fun basketball. Don't know what's going to happen. I don't want them to get stuck in no man's land. So we'll see. Now let's talk about even just the sorriest franchise in the entire NBA right now. And that's coming from a Sixers fan who are 0-3 and who had all the expectations in the world on them. And that's the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I mean, what do you even say? What do you say? It's like I feel bad for them, but I don't because it's the Lakers and I just can't stand them. They have no outside shooting at all. The roster makes absolutely no sense. What was Rob Palenka thinking assembling this team? It doesn't make sense. I'm not some genius basketball mind, but even me looking at that roster, I said it before the season starts. Go back and listen to multiple uh, multiple episodes. The Lakers roster is bonkers, and for all the wrong reasons. Russ and Beverly together is terrible. Russ is off to just the worst start imaginable. Other teams aren't taking them seriously. The other night they played Portland. There's a clip of Nurkic with Anthony Davis catches a shot in the corner to shoot a corner three. Nurkic doesn't even look at him, just turns to the hoop. Anthony Davis just bricks it off the corner of the backboard. What is going on, man? Here's something that confuses me. My brother, Jer, uh, brought up a good point. He's like, look, if they are in win-now mode, why didn't they include the picks to Indiana to go get like Miles Turner and Buddy Hill or whoever else the Indy was offering? Clearly, you're not in any position to be good once LeBron leaves. You're not going to. I get, I, look, I understand it's LA. I understand all of that. There's big expectations, spotlight, everything. They are not going to be good after LeBron's gone. So why not push all your chips into the middle? Who cares? Include draft picks. Go get players that actually make sense. Miles Turner and Buddy Heald make sense on this Lakers squad. You got to do something. I don't know. This It's it's very head-scratching. And honestly, it kind of sucks to see LeBron go out like this. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I'd love to see it because it's the Lakers. So I actually really love that. I don't know. Lakers got to get it figured out. And I don't know, even more than the Sixers, There, I have no, besides just get a bunch of three-point shooting, like I don't know where the Lakers go from here. They worked out, like they're working out these old vets who can't shoot. 
uh, they they need to pull the trigger something quick, and it needs to happen soon because uh, LeBron's going to ride off into the sunset and play with Bronny wherever he gets drafted once his contract is up. You can take that to the bank. Okay, friends, I want to give a huge shout out to Griffles Plasma, which if you're new to the podcast, you may not know I'm pumped about. When you feel like going and making a difference, dude, donating with Griffles Plasma is a super easy way to show your good side because your plasma donation can be a game changer for a whole lot of people. Kind of like how the Ben Simmons, James Harden trade was a major game changer for the Sixers. Every time you donate with Griffles Plasma, your one donation can be used to make up to five different medicines. That's a whole lot of good side you can share, plus you receive compensation. Now, before you go, follow the suggested Griffles Plasma wisdom. Hydrate. Hydration is vital. Donating with Griffles Plasma is safe and easy, but you always want to hydrate pregame and postgame. Plasma makes medicines, and a whole lot of people depend on these medicines. Donate today, find a center at grifflesplasma.com, and tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. Some other NBA stories that have been absolutely fun to watch. The Boston Celtics have not skipped a beat. I predicted that they would kind of come out flat with the whole drama involving their head coach. Uh, Robert Williams hurt. Nope. Haven't skipped a beat. And good for them. Unfortunately, they had to take it out on the Sixers opening night, but they look really, really good. They look like they could absolutely make a run right back to the finals. Jason Tatum might be in the MVP conversation. This could be the year that he finally vaults himself up there. The banged up Milwaukee Bucks also look good. They're missing pieces, and they still look dominant. They are very, very good defensively. It kills me whenever the Sixers play against Lopez because he is a perimeter big who just floats around the three-point line. He didn't shoot the ball well against the Sixers, but he is a good, solid defender who keeps other teams honest because he can stretch the floor. They'll also be nasty whenever uh, Middleton comes back. They've they've got some other players who are, who are banged up who are going to come back as well. The Hawks are fun to watch with DeJounte Murray. Him and Trey together are 
just as much fun as we thought they would be. They're balling out. I still think DeJounte Murray is a weasel for all the stuff he did this offseason in the Pro-Am stuff, whatever. But, hey, they're fun together. Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland, he's balling out. But we knew he would. He's a scorer. He's a plug-and-play guy. Put him anywhere. He's going to score 30 points. They're going to continue doing that. This, this has been my biggest surprise. The New Orleans Pelicans, they're for real. They're like an actual legitimate good team. They are fun. They are good to, I mean, they're awesome. They check every box. If they stay healthy and Zion actually can stay healthy and play basketball, they are going to vault themselves into like an actual real conversation and give multiple teams headaches in the playoffs. Now, again, it's a long season. It just started. Health is going to be the name of the game, just like it is for every team. But they are fun. They're really fun to watch. So shout out the Pelicans. Again, they're in overtime right now with the Jazz. Um, who could good for the Jazz man? They're they're giving them a real run. Uh, the Clippers as well. Now, I love John Wall. I've always loved John Wall. It's been really fun seeing him play again. The Clippers are going to be unbelievable. They're going to be the toughest out in the playoffs. Hundred percent, they will be. If they, I, I think they're going to stagger minutes during the regular season. It's going to be funny. I, I listen to Old Man in the Three podcast, and I listen to JJ and Tommy's. Uh, breakdown and predictions of where they think they're going to be. And I actually agree with Tommy. Tommy has the Pelicans, or I'm sorry, the Clippers down a little bit on his in his standings list. And I agree with his reasoning because they're going to sit Kawhi. They're going to sit Paul George. They're going to sit John Wall. They're going to sit them a lot so that they're healthy going into the playoffs, especially with all those guys coming off injuries. But they're awesome. The Clippers are fun. They are a fun team and they're good. They're really good. Uh, the Blazers as well. What a pleasant surprise. It looks like the young pieces that they've actually put around Dame, it looks like they belong there. And it looks like they're actually working. I love Jeremy Grant. I was very skeptical when he got his big contract and then bouncing from Detroit. And now he's in, in Portland. But he he could be really, really good there. They're a good team and they're fun. The Grizzlies are awesome. Jaw is the funnest player for me in the entire league to watch. He's awesome. He is so fun to watch and so freakishly good. Grizzlies are going to be good, man. Again, even with them losing DeAnthony Melton, even with them losing some of these other bench dudes, you've got guys stepping into roles that they've never played in before, and they're stepping up. They're just fun. That whole team is young, and they're fun. And Jaw is the funnest of them all. I'm, I haven't been overly impressed with the Phoenix Suns at all. I said this last season, but I'm like, you know what? I think that their time came and I think it's gone. Two years ago, losing to the Bucks in the finals, I think that was the last shot that they were going to have. And sadly, probably Chris Paul's last shot. And that's kind of a bummer, but he might go down as one of those all-time greats who never wins a, uh, a title. And that sucks for him. That's not cool. Also, Luka is still my pick for MVP. It's all going to depend on if he can lead this Mavs team to land somewhere in the four or five zone, maybe even the six spot. Because if he can land there, if he gets this roster to land there, man, he and play like he's doing, he is just, he's unbelievable. I still can't get over how unassuming he looks whenever he's handling the ball. It's just like slow and methodical, almost like Paul Pierce was, where it was just like slow, kind of took a while for him to get a shot off, but there was still nothing you could do to stop it. That's what Luka gives me, those vibes. And man, he is fun to watch. He's still my MVP. So, don't disappoint me, Luka. Keep it up. That's for you, Ralph. My buddy Ralph, big Mavs fan. 
That's it. That that's it, man. I just wanted to go over everything like that. I still am riding the Phillies high. What a time. What a time to be alive. It's just a great again, it's a it's October. It's truly my favorite time of the year. Now, sports aside, I love the fall. I love the fall weather. Hoodie season, jackets, are you kidding me? They're my favorite. You'll always catch me wearing a hoodie with a hat on, no matter what. I love it. The fall weather. You've got playoff baseball, which there is nothing like playoff baseball. The regular season baseball is the most boring, long, drug-out thing in the entire world, and they keep throwing these stupid rules in to try to make it better and cool. And If you want to make it better, shorten the season. They never will because of the amount of money that they make over the ridiculously long season, but it, that's your answer. Just shorten the season. Regular season baseball sucks. It's fun to go to a game and be social and drink and get some hot dogs with buddies, whatever. That's really fun. But playoff baseball is truly unbelievable. You're glued in every single pitch. And I don't, I'm not, I have zero interest doing that a full entire game uh, in the regular season. I can't do it. Not only playoff baseball, you got hockey. Hockey season just started. I'm a big New Jersey Devils fan. Rough start. We're on a low win streak. Let's go. I know a lot of my listeners are Philadelphia Flyers fans. I can't stand your team, but congratulations. You guys look fun out of the gate. I also love John Tortorella, so I like that he is your coach, and I will be following closely just because of torts. Basketball season's begun. Again, we covered all of that. Couldn't be happier. I can talk basketball for days and days and days, and I'm going to because I can't even believe it. I can't wait. And uh, even there's something for everybody. If you like soccer, guess what? MLS soccer's going on as well. And if you're not a sports person, Halloween is here. There is no better time all year. It is the greatest October, best month on the planet, on the entire calendar. And uh, I'm just thrilled that we're here. So that's it, man. That's all I got for you. I am doing giveaways like crazy right now. If you don't follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, please do. Josh Reynolds 24 is my handle. And I'm not kidding. We're giving away a ton of stuff Uh, right now. There's a couple giveaways that are about to end. Sixers hoodie, uh, some socks, doing another giveaway with the Eagles socks, uh, a Philly shirt, a Sixers hoodie. I'm about to do this giant, giant Utah Jazz giveaway with my sponsor Griffles. Look out for that. Me and Griffles have a bunch of cool things lined up here uh, for some sweet giveaways with you guys. So keep an eye on that. I teased the Jazz giveaway last week. I apologize. I have to push it out to this next week, but keep an eye out. If you are a Utah Jazz fan, I promise this will be it. I know this is hyping it up. It has to be the biggest Jazz giveaway ever done on Twitter. Like, unless it's like giving away playoff tickets or something, it's going to be insane. So not to hype it up and leave you hanging on the edge of your seat, but you will like this one. I promise you. So keep an eye out for that. I hope everybody has a great week. Let's talk again next week. Got an awesome guest lined up, somebody you will know and really like. So excited for you to hear that. Other than that, man, let's go. Let's just keep it rolling. I, I love all things sports going. I hope everybody has a great Halloween week uh, approaching. And uh, yeah, man, just what a time. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a Philly sports fan and a Utah Jazz fan. You just won at the buzzer, it looks like, against the Pelicans. So congratulations. What a time to be alive. Everybody, everybody wins. <laughs> the Jazz. <laughs> what happened? I'm looking it up right now to see what happened in overtime. Uh, it looks like Kelly Olenek hit the game winner. Oh, boy, the Jazz. 3-0. and Let's go. Unbelievable. Anyway, hope you all have a great week. Perfect time for Jazz giveaway. I love you all. 
be nice to each other. And uh, that's ball, folks. Mm-hmm.